Well, hello and welcome to this English lesson where I'm going to talk about the Olympics. It might be a little challenging to stay focused this morning because this lesson is being (laughs) delivered to you at the same time as the opening ceremonies. I was just watching a little bit of the opening ceremonies and it was super exciting to see all of the different countries but I thought this would be a perfect time to do an English lesson about the Olympics. I'm certainly not going to talk about every single type of event at the Olympics but I will certainly help you learn some English words and phrases that you can use when you have little conversations over the next few weeks about the Olympic Games. Certainly an exciting time when the world gets together to compete with each other in a very friendly and sportsmanlike way. Before we get started though, I do wanna do a few things. I wanna check the audio to make sure it is working and it sounds like it is. I wanna check to make sure the stream is working properly. It looks like it is. Last week, we had a bit of a hiccup. Hiccups are when you go, I don't know if you've ever experienced them but when you have a technical problem, you sometimes call it a hiccup as well. I do wanna jump over to the chat and say hi to John Chu, Sam the Taiwanese, Brent from American English with this guy, Mode Ags, Lolly Lolly, Sam the Taiwanese, Naomi T is here. Scrolling back, I see Samuel Chen, Anuat, Mohammed is here. I know Island Resort is here. Judith is here. Usually, Ario is here somewhere but I don't see his name but it is good to see all of you. Sorry if I didn't shout out your name in particular but uh, I do just usually try to say hi to a few people uh, before I get started. It's good to see all of you here. Um I was going to say one other thing. If you have a question during this lesson, please use the form that Jim and Brad, those are our moderators this morning. Please use that form to ask it. Please use the chat to have good English conversations with each other about the Olympics or any other topic that strikes your fancy. Um there was one other thing I was going to say. Well, I'm gonna do one more audio check and I think we're gonna get the lesson started for sure. Let me get to my first slide here. So, the Olympic Games. The Olympic Games happen every four years. It's a very exciting time because it's one of the few times when the entire world gets together in one place or sends representatives. I mean, the whole world can't be in Tokyo right now but we send our best athletes to compete with each other in various sports and it's super fun. It's one of the few things that we do as a world. I know we have a world's fair and there are a few other things but it's exciting when we get together for the Olympics. Again, it does happen every four years. This year, the Olympics have been delayed by a year because of COVID but we I think are still calling these the 2020 Olympic Games. They are the summer Olympics. I'll talk about summer and winter Olympics in a moment. They are the summer Olympics. We sometimes just call them the Olympics. I'm not sure if I mentioned that. Are you going to watch the Olympics? Oh, the Olympics are going to be on TV every day this week. So, we don't always say the Olympic Games. That sounds very, very formal. Um and then one last thing. Over 200 countries uh come and participate. It's a very cool thing. I think the winter Olympics, it's a little bit over about over a hundred. Um you have to kind of have winter in your country if you want to get good at winter sports but let's talk about the summer Olympics. The summer Olympics usually happen in a city that has beautiful weather during the summer and it usually takes place uh 
in the summer because many of the events take place outside. A lot of them are inside but some are outside. If you look to the right, I think that's, it's my right. I'm not sure if it's your right. You'll see that there's weightlifting, there's cycling, there's pole vaulting, there's archery and I think the last one is volleyball. I was trying to figure it out. So, sports that can be done inside and some sports that are done outside. It's very cool to watch some of these sports. I think there are 339. I might have the number wrong. That might have been at Rio the last time but there are over 300 events at the Olympics. So, everything that you do at the Olympics is called an event. I'll talk a little bit more about that in a sec. The Winter Olympics. At the Winter Olympics, you have ice hockey which Canada likes to win. Usually, we try to win. Sometimes, the Russians beat us. Sometimes, the Americans beat us but usually, we do pretty good. You have snowboarding. You have downhill skiing or cross-country skiing. Uh cross-country skiing is when you go forward under your own power and downhill skiing, of course, you go down the hill and then we also have figure skating. Um and I think there's over a hundred events at the Winter Olympics. There is something called the host country. So, every time the Olympics are held, a country um has been awarded the ability to host the Olympics. I'm not sure exactly how to explain that but that's planned far in advance. Currently, the host country is Japan. Hi to everyone in Japan. I wanna say thank you from Canada and I think I can say thank you on behalf of the whole world. Thank you for hosting the Olympics especially this year. It's an especially difficult year to host the Olympics. You're wondering how can how English speakers use the word especially. That's a great example. It's an especially difficult year for hosting the Olympics because of COVID. So, thank you, Japan. Um I think you have everything well in hand. So, hopefully, we have a good Olympic Games. Thank you for being the host country. I think the last host country was Brazil. So, hi to everyone in Brazil. Uh the last summer Olympics, I believe, was in Rio de Janeiro. So, thank you, everyone. And I think the next Olympics uh is going to be in France. I think the next Olympic Games will be in Paris, France. So, thank you, Paris, for hosting that in four years or it might be three years if we stay on track. We also have what's called the host city. So, the host city uh is the main city that hosts the Olympic Games. Not all of the events happen in the same city. Sometimes, there are other cities that have large stadiums or arenas that are used as well. Um and uh sometimes, uh you have to actually drive to get to the different events if you are an athlete. You don't always just live in the Olympic Village and walk over to the stadium and do your event. Oftentimes, especially in the Winter Olympics, your events might be held in the mountains. If you are in the Summer Olympics, uh your event might be held at a local soccer stadium if you're playing soccer or something like that. But thank you to the city of Tokyo. If there's anyone in the chat um from Tokyo. Uh hi to all of you uh and thank you very much for hosting the Olympic Games this year. Very cool that your city was chosen to do that. And then we have what's called the Olympic Stadium. The Olympic Stadium is the main stadium, the main large building where the Olympics occur. Now, again, not all of the events happen 
in the Olympic Stadium but generally there is one stadium sometimes two but there's one stadium where the opening ceremonies happen the closing ceremonies happen the majority of sometimes the track and field events might happen at the main stadium uh, and I think this year it's the national the Tokyo National Stadium I can't remember the exact name though the Japan National Stadium sorry I do have notes over there pinned on the window uh the Japan uh National Stadium so very cool stadium sometimes the Olympic Stadium um is kind of a showpiece of how well that country can build stadiums. We notice that in Beijing. Very cool stadium. Uh almost every time there is an Olympics, a new stadium is built or an older stadium is renovated to look really, really nice. Uh let me get to my next slide. The Olympic torch. So, my understanding, first of all, I like to teach English. I am not an Olympic expert. So, if I get anything wrong, please bear with me. My understanding though is that the Olympic torch is lit in Olympia, Greece a few months before the Olympic Games begin and I think it's lit using um a mirror that focuses the sun on the Olympic torch. So, Greece, I'll talk about Greece in a little bit was the original country to start the ancient Olympic Games. So, to honor the tradition of where the Olympics originated. We light the torch there and then the Olympic torch goes through what's called the Olympic torch relay. So, they bring the torch from Greece all the way to the host country many times by running but I think I have a funny feeling it must go on a boat or plane occasionally in order to cross water but usually the Olympic torch is brought to the host country and the host city by what's called a relay. If you don't know what a relay is, a relay is when one person runs with something and then hands it to the next person. So, in uh, the Olympics, there are actual relays where four runners all line up around the track and they have a baton that they pass to each other. The Olympic torch also participates in its own relay. And then when it gets to the host city, when it gets to the Olympic stadium, it is used to light the Olympic cauldron. Uh the Olympic cauldron is lit during the opening ceremonies. At least that's my understanding and it burns for the entire duration of the Olympics. So, from the beginning from the opening ceremonies until the closing ceremonies, the cauldron is lit and the Olympic flame is there to symbolize I think peace and competition between nations. So, the uh Olympic cauldron is lit using the Olympic torch and it burns for the entire time. Very cool. Hey, let's look at a few questions here. Uh let me just get something set up here. I forgot to do one thing on my other screen. It will just take me a moment. I have to get my uh Olympic handouts up on that screen so that I can follow along. I think we're doing good. Uh let's look at a few questions though. Let me get to my question answering software. And we're gonna go with we who has the first question. Good morning, teacher Bob. Which Olympic sport is your favorite to watch? I I do really like the relays and I like diving. I especially like synchronized diving. I don't know why. There's just something beautiful about seeing two people jump into a pool uh synchronized. So, I would say synchronized diving and I like some of the newer sports. I like it when there are um like I'm not sure if skateboarding 
Um, but I do like in the winter Olympics, I like all the snowboarding events. Especially, I think it's called snowboard cross where they race against each other. That's a very cool event. Love that one. Um, I do wanna say one other thing. What did I wanna say? Well, I should say hi to the 352 people watching. It might be difficult uh to pay attention because the opening ceremonies I think are still happening. So, maybe you're watching two things at once right now but hello. If you're new here, don't forget there is a nice red subscribe button there that you can click to become a member of this channel or a subscriber. Sorry. Uh let's see here. Next question from Yaroslav. I hope you are doing great teacher Bob. What is the most popular kind of sport after hockey and lacrosse in Canada? Take care. The most popular sport I think for children right now is soccer or what many of you call football. There are a lot of kids that play soccer in the summer. Unfortunately, I don't think Canada made it into the Olympics this year. I think Mexico beat us out in a qualifier for the men's soccer team. I'm pretty sure our women's soccer team is really good and they'll do well. Um don't quote me on that though. I haven't actually checked. It, um I should have done more studying. I do have pages of notes taped up but uh for this lesson, I did more research than most other lesson. Uh, I would say soccer is probably the most popular sport for kids. Um in high school, volleyball is becoming quite popular as well. Uh let's see here. Uh next question. Hi, teacher Bob. What Olympic competition you enjoy watching the most? Thank you for sharing. So, I do like the synchronized diving but I also like the decathlon where they participate in 10 different events. That's very interesting to me because when I was in high school, I did long jump and triple jump and I was a sprinter. So, I was on the track and field team and so, watching the decathlon, it's fun to see them do some of those events. Uh let's see here. Katerina from Ukraine. Hello, dear teacher Bob. Have a cool nice day. Do you know Canadian athletes at Tokyo Olympics? Do you want to take part in such a competition? Have a nice Friday evening. I don't know any of the athletes personally. Um there are athletes that come and tour and go to schools after the Olympics. Um so, sometimes you do have a chance to meet an Olympic athlete after the Olympics but I don't know any of the current ones at this point and nor have I met them. Uh second part of the question. I would love that would have been really enjoyable. I would love to have been an Olympic athlete. That would have been a lot of fun for sure. Uh let's see here. Mode says, hi sir, do you know how old I am? I'm only four months because finding your channel felt like I was born again. Stay healthy and take care of your heart. Thanks for being a great teacher. No problem, Mo. Thanks for the kind words. Let's see here. Salah says, hello, teacher Bob. Do schools in Canada have facilities for the Olympic Games or only basketball, football and volleyball? So, my most high schools in Canada will have a soccer field, football field. They'll have a basketball court in their gym and they'll have room for two volleyball courts and four to eight badminton courts. So, the main sports that students in high school play would be soccer, sometimes football like American style football um and then volleyball, basketball, badminton. Those are kind of the main sports that we play. So, most schools have facilities for that. Uh let's see here. I'm gonna skip the next one. It's not on topic. 
Uh, next one is from Betty Lou. Hi, teacher Bob. Which Olympic sport do you like the most? Have a good one. So, I think I kind of answered that but you know the Olympics, the TV will be on for most of the uh duration of the Olympic games in our house. So, I will probably end up watching a lot of different uh sports and events. Uh let's see here. Same from Joshua Chong. Hi, Bob. Which of the Olympic events do you like best? Thank you. I do also I don't watch the marathon but the marathon is very interesting to me because I'm amazed that people can uh run that far. Um I also like the cycling event where they start really slow and then all of a sudden they race each other really quickly. I'm not sure the exact name. I think I like a lot of the events. They're competition is fun to watch, right? Sports are fun to watch. Uh same from Ruslan. What is your favorite Olympic sport? Common question today and my answer has been changing slowly but let's uh let's continue on. Let's see. Oh, Zana. Hi, the greatest teacher. What is the attitude of Canada to esports? So, a little fix in the question there. Do you think one day video games will be legitimized as Olympic games? So, a couple of things. One, um Canada has some esports teams but it's definitely the Asian countries and Europe and a little bit the US that produce some really good teams. Canada just can't compete on the esports level. We need to do a little bit of work on that. By the way, esports are games that you play on the computer. Do I think the Olympics will have? No, I don't think that will happen. I think you could see another Olympics. Summer Olympics, Winter Olympics and esports Olympics. That could be possible. Uh but I don't think it will be part of the Olympics. Let's see. Beijing 2022 is the time for the next Olympics. Then Paris 2024. I wish I could be there. Do you plan to participate or watch it personally? You know, there are a few dreams I have in the world, Judith. One of them would be to go to one of the Olympic Games, summer or winter and watch something to just be there for the Olympics. I know that that's a pretty big dream. It would be pretty difficult and pretty expensive, I think, to go but I certainly would love to go to Paris in four years or three years and uh and watch and it wouldn't even matter which event. I would watch anything just to be able to say that I was able to go to the Olympics. Be cool if any of you in the chat, if any of you have watched an Olympic event or an Olympic sport, that'd be cool. Um let's see. Island Resort says, what is the difference between the winter Olympic games and the outdoor Olympic games? Mostly just the sports and I'll talk about that. I think I did talk about that a bit already. Yeah, mostly it's just the type of sport. The winter Olympics is smaller um and it focuses on sports that involve ice or snow or the outdoors. So, you have skiing, you have the biathlon where they ski and shoot. Uh you have sports uh like snowboarding, you have sports like ski jumping. So, really the biggest difference is I think the countries that have winter sports were like, we want an Olympics too for winter sports. So, then eventually they made one. Uh let's see here. <laughs> Fyodor. Uh hello, Bob. What do you think? What is the point of sitting on a couch long hours watching the Olympics instead of using the time to play sports themselves? Yeah, that's a tricky one, right? There's a big difference between being a sports fan and sitting on a couch and enjoying uh playing a sport. In Canada, we are trying to teach um students 
in school to learn lifelong sports. I think sports like volleyball and badminton are what we would call lifelong sports. Even someone my age can play volleyball. So, we're trying to encourage students to learn uh to play sports that uh, they can enjoy for their entire life as opposed to um what would be like American football is not a lifelong sport. Very difficult to play that game for a long time. Rugby, yeah, the chance of injury in both those sports is really high. So, they're a little um less likely to be played for your whole life. Let's see. Ario, hola, Mr. Bob. How are you? The question, the host of the Olympics is Japan, right? My dear Japan. Yes. And once again, thank you to Japan for hosting the Olympics. Very, very cool. Very cool and awesome of you. All of the people from Japan who are watching. Once again, thank you. Uh Naomi. Hello, teacher Bob. Which sport in the Summer Olympics do you think is the most popular one for people in Canada? Thank you in advance. So, in the winter, at the winter Olympics, hockey is definitely one of the most popular if not the most popular. The Canadian women's and men's teams usually do really well and it's exciting to watch them play. In the summer Olympics, I think it's spread out a little bit more. Sometimes when we have a really good sprinter, then people like watching the 100 meter uh dash. Um but yeah, it's kind of depends. I think we like whatever sport we're doing well in. So, I'm hoping our women's basketball team does really well this year. We have some good basketball players. We'll have to see. Uh Ronnie says, hi, hello, Bob. What moment touches you the most? Thanks for sharing. I think with the Olympic Games, what touches me the most is the fact that all of these countries come together to do a very peaceful and awesome thing for a few weeks. I think that's what touches me the most about the Olympics. It's a very cool thing to see so many nations come together to do one thing together well. I think it helps us to have a more peaceful world. Hey, let's get back to the lesson though. Let me check where I am. Greece. So, the original Olympic Games, the ancient Olympic Games started in the country of Greece. So, we still pay tribute to Greece when we have the Olympics. We honor Greece because you guys started something really cool um thousands of years ago. I don't know the exact date. But the original Olympic Games in Greece, I think were just a few events, some running, some fighting and some other things but uh, it was very cool and a very neat thing that was started by that country. So, I should thank everyone who's from Greece as well. I'm not sure if Athanasios is here this morning but thanks uh, to your country for coming up with this really cool idea. The Olympic symbol or logo, you'll see this on the Olympic flag. You'll see this on Every country's uh logo probably has the or flag on their shirt probably has the Olympic logo below it um and basically, it symbolizes uh peaceful unity and competition between I think the five main continents of the world. I think that this represents Europe, Africa, Asia, Oceania and Americas and the Americas. Um so, the idea is that the world is coming together and that's what the Olympic symbol or logo represents. And once again, you have the opening ceremonies. This happens at the beginning of the Olympics. I think it's still happening right now. Countries walk in in alphabetical order, I think, according to the local language. So, when you watch it, you might think, well, why isn't Canada near the front? 
and I think it just depends on what the name for Canada is in the language of the host country. I could be wrong. Sometimes don't remember this is an English lesson, not a lesson about Olympic facts but the opening ceremonies are where everyone comes together. All the athletes come to the stadium to the Olympic stadium at the beginning of the Olympic games just to kind of walk in to show their flag and their new outfit or uniform and it's a fun fun time. I'm kind of missing it but I'm gonna watch the rest of it later. When you walk in, you have what are called flag bearers. Canada's flag bearers are Miranda Ayim uh and Nathan Hirayama. Uh she plays on our women's basketball team and he plays on our men's rugby team. This year, I think is one of the first years where there are two flag bearers for some teams, a man and a woman but the flag bearer will carry the flag of that country into the Olympic stadium at the opening ceremonies. It is an honor to be chosen to be the flag bearer for your country. You are probably aware of your flag bearer or flag bearers uh but they get to uh carry the flag into the stadium during the opening ceremonies. Very cool job um to have. And then of course, at the end of the Olympics, you have the closing ceremonies. The closing ceremonies are simply the opposite of the opening ceremonies. All of the events have pretty much been completed uh and then all of the athletes get together once more for a celebration uh to celebrate that the Olympics are over and there's usually fireworks and there's usually music and there's usually a lot of really fun things going on. By the way, what I should mention as well about the opening ceremonies is that usually the host country takes a moment to kind of showcase their culture and the beauty of their country and the beauty of their people and so you will often see a lot of really cool things happen that represent the culture and the history of the host country. That's to me one of the cool parts of the opening ceremonies as well to see you know how how does dance work in that country? How what is a little bit of their history um and usually it's technologically um amazing as well. Venues. So, you will hear often um when you are watching the Olympics that there's different venues. So, once again, not every event can take place at the main stadium. There's just too many events. So, there will be different venues. There will be the swimming venue. There will be the diving venue. That might be the same building. In the winter Olympics, there will be the venue where they have all the skiing. So, A venue is simply a place and it's the place where a certain number of events take place. So, in the main stadium, you might have all the track and field. So, the venue for track and field might be the main stadium. In the winter Olympics, the venue for hockey, for ice hockey will be one of the local arenas. So, it's simply a word for place. And then there are a number of different events. Here we see the women's volleyball teams playing in Rio um in the last Olympics. So, an event is any competition at the Olympics where there is a medal, okay? So, the reason I say that is this. For volleyball, that's one sport and there's one event but actually there's two events, isn't there? There's men's and there's women's volleyball. When you look at something like figure skating in the women's Olympics, So, you have skating is the sport but there's figure skating, there's speed skating, etcetera. So, there's many different events in that sport. So, what's another example of different events? I think that works. I think you got the point of what an event is. 
You have athletes or what we also call Olympians. So, one of the cool things about participating in the uh, Olympics is you get to call yourself an Olympian. My understanding is that you don't need to win a medal to be called an Olympian. You just need to participate in one event at the Olympics and you are an Olympic athlete. You are an Olympian. By the way, this is Kia Nurse from the Canadian uh, women's basketball team. I think she's going to have a really good Olympic Games. I think Canada's women's basketball team is gonna do quite well. And when you go to the Olympics, we use the verb to compete. You compete at the Olympic Games. You compete in sports like boxing. Oh, what sport do you compete in? Oh, I compete in rowing. That is the sport that I am going to compete in. So, the Olympics is just one long uh stretch of time where people are competing with each other in various different events and sports. And then of course, you want to win a medal. The medals at the Olympics are gold, silver and bronze. Gold is for first place. Silver is for second place and bronze is for third place. There are no medals if you don't get into the top three. So, you have a gold medal for first place which is what everyone wants. Everyone dreams of winning a gold medal at the Olympics if they go as an Olympic athlete and silver is pretty good too and bronze is pretty awesome but I think most people at the Olympics are trying to win a gold medal because they want to be a medalist. By the way, watching Usain Bolt run is one of my favorite things as well. Uh it's cool to see he he is fast. I think the the hundred meter sprint, the hundred meter dash is a fun sport to watch. It's it's one of the probably um primary viewing sports of the Olympics. Everyone wants to know who the fastest man in the world is. Anyways, if you win a medal, you are then a medalist. By the way, medalist sometimes has two L's, sometimes has one. There's two different spellings of medalist. Um let's see here. And then if you do win, you could also be called a champion. You would be an Olympic champion. Um after the Olympics are over, if you uh were able to become a champion at the Olympics, you probably will be able to go on tour in your home country to show off your medals and maybe talk at some schools or other events. People love when the champions come home from the Olympics and when they get to see them and see their medals. When you win, you stand on the podium. Of course, the person in the center who is the highest is the person who has won gold. The person who is the best at that sport or event and then you have people who also get the silver and the bronze but certainly when you get to the podium, you want to be in the middle and you want to be the highest person and I think you get your medal and you also get flowers. It's very interesting for Jen and I because we grow flowers on our farm. We love seeing the flowers at the Olympics as well. It's cool to see what types of bouquets the athletes are given along with their medals. There's something called the athletes village or the Olympic village. So, this is where all of the athletes live during the Olympics. Um it's usually close to the national to the Olympic stadium but not always. Um and it's just a place where if you are an athlete, you live in the Olympic village. That's where you eat. That's where you sleep. That's where you shower. Um and it's just kind of I think probably a cool place to live for a few weeks to be surrounded by people from all different parts of the world. Um if there's one thing about the Olympics that I find fascinating more fascinating 
sometimes than the games. It's what is it like to live in the Olympic Village? It must be a lot of fun. But anyways, the Olympic Village is simply where people stay, where the athletes live while they're at the Olympic Games. Now, there's two types of sports in the Olympics. Hey, I'll flip to um yeah, two types of sports. You might participate in an individual sport or a team sport. So, an individual sport would be like boxing or let me see what would be another good one. Um swimming. Uh any sport where you yourself are trying to win a gold medal. Whereas, a team sport obviously would be something like volleyball or hockey in the winter Olympics or basketball. A sport where you and a bunch of other players. Water polo might be another good example. Uh where you and a bunch of other players together make a team and as a team, you try to win a medal. Hey, I'm gonna switch up the questions for a sec or sorry, I'm gonna switch up the chat for a sec. Let me get to my control panel here. We are going to switch chat to members only for about 10 minutes. So, I will answer questions from the form and if you have a question and you are a member of the channel, you can ask it directly in the chat right now. If you're wondering what a member is, a member is someone who has clicked the join button below to support my channel and one of the perks, one of the benefits of being a member is that you get to ask me questions directly in the chat for about 10 minutes during every live lesson and you get an extra video on Wednesdays which I really enjoy making. It's one of the most enjoyable videos for me to make because it's I just take some time to talk about something I'm thinking about. Uh Bobby Wong though has a question. Hello teacher Bob. Could you tell me how to become an athlete in Canada? So, the way you become an Olympic athlete in Canada is you do that sport as a child and you try to become really really good at it. You do a lot of training. So, let's say I wanted to be an Olympic hockey player. My parents would have had to have put me in hockey. Did you get that verb tense? My parents would have had to have put me in hockey when I was really really young. By the way, that's grammatically correct. That's how we would say that. My parents would have had to have put me in hockey when I was really young and I would have had to have developed my hockey skills to a much higher level when I was younger. So, basically, kids that show an interest in certain sports, parents put them in that sport. That means they they go and bring them to practice and they're on a team and they try to get really good at it. Julia, hi, teacher Bob. Hi, teacher. Can you please explain the meaning of track and field and the difference between sport and event? Yes. So, track and field involves long jump, triple jump, pole vault, javelin, Uh, all of the running events, anything that involves the track. So, the relay, the 400 meter, the 100 meter, the 800 meter um and anything that involves the field. So, that would be the jumping events and the throwing events like shot put in discus. Um I think it's called track and field because a bunch of the sports are running sports that take place on a track and the rest take place in the grass or around it. Um and then I would say the difference between event and sport is slight. Um for instance, running is a sport but the event is the 400 meter, okay? So, that's the difference. The 800 meter is an is a running event. So, the sport is running. The event is the 800 meter. Uh let's see here. Seo Wu. Hello, Bob. I'm happy to see you. Hi, Seo Wu. 
Uh, Naomi, happy belated birthday, teacher Bob. Yes, I finally had to admit it. I'm not in my late forties anymore. That's all I'll say. Uh, let's see here. Lolly Lolly, watching sports on TV is not really my cup of tea but I like your lesson anyway. Merci, Bob. You're welcome, Lolly. Mode, hi, mister Bob. Where's your secret weapon? I'd like to ask about rostrum. Do you often use it and what's the difference between it and podium? We don't use that word. In fact, I have to put my glasses on to make sure I read that right. No, that is not a familiar word to me, Mode. We use podium almost exclusively. Uh, Key Park, the Olympic game slogan changed to faster, higher, stronger, together. Yeah, I like that. That's a good slogan. Maria C, hello, Bob. How are you? By the way, if you're wondering what's happening right now, I'm answering questions from members from the chat. Maria C, how are you? I was going to ask about your favorite sport in the Olympics but you've already said it. I've run some complete marathons and believe me, if you train, you can do it. Oh, that would that would be a miracle. If I could run a marathon. Is that 26 miles? That's really far. Uh Mel says the Olympic Games. Sorry, I should put my glasses on here. The Olympic Games are being held in Japan. Are there any reports about the situation of Japanese volunteers and special features in Tokyo? No, but I think they're trying to do the Olympics as carefully as possible and I think they'll be able to do that. Al Gore. Hi, Bob. Are there any sport teams in your school? What sports do they compete in? Thanks. So, at high school, in Canadian high schools, there is cross country running, there is volleyball, there is basketball, there is badminton, there is track and field, there is a little bit of hockey depending on the size of your school. Hockey is an expensive sport. So, you need a fairly large school to have a hockey team and we of course do soccer, football at the end of the year. We don't do American style football at my school but some schools do do that. Uh, let's see here. Maria C is saying hi to Lolly and to Mode Eggs. Gertrude says, hello, teacher Bob. How are you today? I'm good. How popular is baseball in Canada or how much pop? It is the second most popular sport for kids in the summer, I think. I think the most popular sport is soccer and then the second, I think, is baseball. We still do have uh, kids play baseball. 41 events in track and field, says Al Gore. Thanks, Al. Natalia says hello to everyone. Hi, Natalia. Uh, Siwu answering saying hello back to Maria C. Rod. Hey, Rod. How's it going? Mr. Bob, when we hosted it in Rio in 2016, it was crazy. However, it was so nice to welcome and host people from around the world. That that would have been fun. That would have been a fun time to visit Brazil. I know Rod and my other Brazilian viewers often ask, when am I visiting Brazil? I should have visited in 2016 but no one would have known me then. Uh, Maria C says, oh yes, happy birthday to you, Bob. When was it? It was it was in the last few weeks. It's during the month of July. That's all I will say and I turned 50. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Eugene, I'm an athlete. When I was young, I can run 100 meters less than 11 seconds. I also play basketball. Recourse, I'm taller. Of course, I'm taller than most Chinese. I'm six foot three. Yes, that is a good height Let me make sure I'm reading that right. That is a good height for basketball. Different, oh, let me just check if, just had an error. Let me just check something here. I think it's working again. Can people let me know in the chat? Brad and Jim, can you let me know if it's working again? I just had a pretty big error on my screen and I think it's going. Anyways, I will just keep going and I'll wait for someone to say it's working. Yes, 
Different body types are good for different sports. Weightlifters tend to be quite big. Um swimmers tend to have short legs but long the p- top part of their body is very long. I don't know. Modeg says you lagged for a sec. Now it's going well. Good. Yeah, a big red error screen error message was on my screen. Uh let's see here. Maria C, 26 miles, 42 kilometers for the marathon. Yep. And then saying hi to Rod. Hi, teacher Bob. To your family, what sport is your favorite? I think we're going to watch a lot of the Canadian women's basketball team because we've watched a little bit of the WNBA, the Women's uh, National Basketball Association. So, I think and we know a couple Canadian players on the Canadian team from that. So, um Al Gore. I ran the Olympic marathon circuit in Moscow back in 1981. Was the youngest one, 17 years old, two hours, 25 minutes. Oh, that is, that's amazing, Al. Very cool. Cool that you could run that, that route as well and enjoy that. Uh, let's see here. Mode says, you lagged for a sec. Yeah, read that already. Sorry. It's all good for me, says Jim. Thanks, Jim. Keepark says to Al Gore, you are awesome. Nice. I like to, it's nice when people compliment each other. I can't even run 500 meters at the speed I did the marathon now. <laughs> yeah, things change as you get older, don't they, Al? Uh and Julia says, thank you, dear teacher. So, let me see where I'm at here. I'm going to switch off members only chat. Give me a second to go back to subscriber mode and then I will get back to the lesson in a moment as well. Let me do a couple of questions. Um This is from Eugene. I was attending the Olympic Games ceremony in Beijing in 2008 at the Bird's Nest Stadium with my family. I rented an apartment near the Bird's Nest Stadium. That's very cool, Eugene. I that that would be cool. I'm sure you had a lot of fun. Awesome stuff. Uh let's see here. Harry says, hi, teacher Bob. I've seen your Facebook and known that it was your birthday a few days ago. Uh, me either. Therefore, happy belated birthday to you. Hope you are all well. Thanks very much, Harry. Um, I'm gonna skip the next question. And then Al Gore. I think this was just in the chat as well. So, yes. Um, I think I just went over that in the members only time. So, thanks for the question, Al. But definitely cross country, basketball, volleyball, badminton, track and field, soccer. Those are the main ones. I might have skipped. I might have missed one there. And then uh, from Hiroyuki, hello, Bob. Welcome to our Tokyo Olympics. I hope you will enjoy our Olympic Games. I certainly will. Hey, let me check the audio for a sec and let's get back to this lesson. We just talked about individual sports and team sports. So, the Olympic outfit or the Olympic uniform, every country tries to showcase their fashion style by having designers develop a out an outfit or uniform. The athletes generally wear this when they walk in during the opening ceremonies. This morning, I was especially impressed with a lot of the different outfits or uniforms that people were were wearing. It was super cool to see the unique design styles of each country and I think fashion designers around the world probably really enjoy the Olympics because they get to see all of these different styles in a very short amount of time. I think if I was a fashion designer, it would be very cool. There are what are called official Olympic sports and there are demonstration sports or demonstration events. So, for instance, pole vaulting is an official Olympic sport. 
hockey is an official Olympic sport. But many, many years ago, I believe in Seoul, maybe I got this wrong, uh, the last time, not, not the Winter Olympics. You're not here for Olympic facts. But at one point, badminton was a demonstration sport and now it's an official Olympic sport. So, at the Olympics, the majority of the sports are official Olympic sports but some are just for demonstration. I'm not sure if there is a demonstration sport at the Tokyo Olympics. I think there is an exhibition or a tournament for sumo wrestling but I'm not 100% sure. Maybe someone from Japan can let us know in the chat. There is of course the IOC, the International Olympic Committee. This is the organization that takes care of planning and helping the host country host the Olympics. They're in charge of all of the rules. They're in charge of a whole bunch of things. It is the group of people from many different countries that decides that makes all the decisions that need to be made. They are the uh yeah, they are in charge. Sometimes there is one person in charge of something. Sometimes it's a committee and the IOC or International Olympic Committee is in charge. In order to be at the Olympics, sometimes you need to qualify in the sport that you play. My understanding is that the Canadian men's soccer team did not qualify for the Olympics. Maybe Brad or Jim can look that up. I think Mexico beat us out and so Canada I don't think we have a men's soccer team at the Olympics. I'm pretty sure we have a women's soccer team though. They're usually really, really good. Maybe Jim or Brad can check that as well for us but you need to qualify. In order to qualify for something, you need to prove that you're good enough. Um so, you might need to win a an an earlier tournament. You might need to have um jumped a certain distance or or have a certain record in a sport in order to qualify. And then there is what's called eligibility. Eligibility um that would be that you conform to all the requirements to be in the Olympics. So, in order to be eligible for the Olympics, you have to be 16 years of age or older. In order to be eligible, you need to be a citizen of a certain country, I think for more than three years. I'm not sure of the exact details but eligibility refers to that you've done everything you need to do to be allowed to go. You can also be ineligible. This kid might be a great tennis player but he's not old enough to go to the Olympics. He's ineligible, okay? So, when you're ineligible, uh you are not uh allowed, you are not allowed to be at the Olympics. If you're eligible, if you fulfill all the eligibility requirements, you can go but if you are ineligible, you can't go. So, kids can't go to the Olympics and then you might be disqualified. When you are disqualified, it means that whatever you won, you no longer are going to be written down as the person who won that. So, a long time ago, there was a sprinter from Canada who we were very embarrassed about because he used illegal um, performance enhancing drugs and then when they found out, he was disqualified. His name was Ben and Canada is still ashamed of the fact that we had an athlete use uh performance enhancing drugs and that person was disqualified. Sad when that happens. And then there are what are called records. There's two types of records. There are Olympic records and there are world records. A record is when you are you 
do the best in that sport compared to everyone else who has ever done it. So, if you are a high jumper, if you break the Olympic record, it means that you have jumped the highest of any person who has ever done high jump at the Olympics. If you beat the world record, it means you have jumped higher than anyone else in the world ha- ever has at an event. So, Olympic athletes love to break the Olympic record but they're even more excited if they break the world record because when you break the world record, you've also broken the Olympic record. So, um the world record 9.58. That's fast. I think the fastest I ever ran the 100 meter was around 11.9 seconds or 12, 12.1 seconds. I wasn't super fast. Fast enough though. So, I mentioned banned substances. There are a number of banned substances. Um in order to perform as an athlete, you need to keep your body clean. You can't smoke marijuana. You can't take performance enhancing drugs. You have to train and become in the best physical shape you can without using anything that's illegal, okay? And we call those banned substances. Sometimes they will do a blood test and some and the results will come back and they'll find a banned substance in that person's blood and then that person will no longer be able to participate. They will be uh disqualified. Sportsmanship. So, when you are sportsmanlike, when there is sportsmanship, it means that you are kind to each other in spite of competition. A good example of this would be at the end of a lot of team sports when there's no COVID, the players will shake hands or give each other a high five at the end. I think at this Olympics, I read yesterday, all of that is banned. There are no high fives. There's no congratulatory handshakes allowed because they don't want people to touch each other. But normally, sportsmanship would be being happy that the other person won even though you lost, okay? So, if you get the silver medal and you congratulate the person who got the gold medal, that's good sportsmanship. That would be you being very sportsmanlike. Always a nice thing to do. And then, of course, you have coaches and trainers. Coaches are the people who help the athletes do well in their sport. Um there are a lot of Olympic coaches. It would be quite an honor to be an Olympic coach. It would mean that in your sport, you are really good and your country recognizes that and has asked you to be uh, an Olympic coach. That would be cool. It would be cool to coach the Olympic hockey team or the Olympic volleyball team or to be um like any any kind of coach. Maybe a trainer for an Olympic boxer. All of those things would be cool. But these are the people that um take care of the athletes, uh train the athletes, design exercise programs for the athletes, encourage the athletes. By the way, if you um let's see here. The men's soccer team did not make it into the Olympics. That's what Brad says. Thanks, Brad for looking that up. Um by the way, if you wanna watch a video about encouragement in English, I did do one this week. Maybe I'll put a link in the chat later. And then, of course, we have fans. Fans are the people who watch the Olympics. This year, the vast majority of the fans will be at home watching this one on TV. Um but as we have heard from other viewers, some of you probably have actually gone and seen an Olympic event. Probably it was an awesome experience. Um and again, I am an Olympic fan. I would love to go to Paris in 2024. Uh and I'll I'll literally watch any event. Um if I could see any Olympic event live, I would go to it. 
I if I could get tickets, I would go. But fans of course are people who watch a sport. So, we have basketball fans and we have people who are, oh, I'm a big fan of gymnastics or I'm a fan of pole vaulting. I'm a fan of track and field. So, you are the people who like to watch that event. Hey, let me jump back to the questions and finish those up. Let's see here. Let me get questions on the screen first. Remember, I'm only answering questions related to the topic and it looks like I only have about six or seven left. So, let me get to them. Um two questions are not about this is from Angelina. Hello, Bob the Canadian. I teach English at school in Russia, Vladivostok. Please say hello to my students. Thanks. Well, Angelina, hello to you and hello to all of your students over there in Vladivostok, Russia. I hope your English classes are super fun but at the same time, I hope they're hard. Learning isn't always fun. So, I hope you have a fun English class but you also work really hard when your teacher tells you to. So, that that would be my advice to people learning English. Um in fact, I'm going to do a video soon called um these techniques these boring techniques for I I don't know the title yet but I got to do a lesson about all the boring things you can do um that actually really help you learn English because I think sometimes people make it sound like you can magically learn things. Uh let's see here. Winter White, hi, Bob. What's your unforgettable moments of the Olympics? So, I love watching the relays and some moments, I don't have clear memories but when a team does really well in a in a relay, the four by 100, it's amazing to watch but also, there's something about when they drop the baton, like, there's so much drama and emotion in the relay. So, I do, I do like and again, I I guess I like the downhill uh snowboard cross as well because they can wipe out. I don't know. We'll see. Um hey, that's it folks. We uh we are done a little bit early again this week but that's fine. Uh I hope you had an enjoyable time learning a little bit about the Olympics. Uh some of you are probably watching two screens still. You're probably watching one screen. Um oh, I just got another error on my screen. Oh, seems fine. Um Thanks for watching. Um there will be a couple things you need to know. There will be no live lesson tomorrow, okay? I've done three in a row and then I take a Saturday off but there will also be no live lesson the week after. There might be but most likely there will not be. Um August is gonna be a little tricky for live lessons. I'll try to fit a few in but um all of a sudden, I have things I need to do on Saturday mornings here and there. So, again, no live lesson tomorrow. That's my scheduled day off. No live lesson next week Saturday because I have something else uh, going on uh but I'll be back in a few weeks with uh Saturday ones. There will be Friday live lessons for most of August. I think there's one day at the end of August where I won't be doing one but there will be another uh live lesson next week. Anyways, uh new video coming out Tuesday and of course, another live lesson next week uh so that you can come and learn English and practice your English in the chat. Uh thanks for watching. Thanks for being here Rod and Brent from American English with this guy. Thanks Jim and Brad for moderating the chat. Thanks to Judith for being here. Maria C, Naomi T. Um I know Ario is here somewhere. There he is. Uh Mel is here. Key Park, SEO Woo, Lolly Lolly. Um scrolling down, Mode Eggs, Norma is here. I'm just seeing some names pop up. Yusuf Guarav is here as well. Eugene from Etobicoke. Um 
I always say Eugene from Etobicoke. I can just say Eugene, can't I? Uh again, oh, thanks Tony for being here and if you think it's funny that I thank you for being here, I it is nice to thank people for putting in time when they are learning your native language. So, I I really appreciate the fact that you are spending time learning this language. It's very, very cool. So, thanks for doing that. Anyways, bye. I'm gonna enjoy the rest of my day. I have quite a bit of work to do but uh I'm gonna start by having a late breakfast. I haven't eaten yet today. Bye everybody. Hi, Bob the Canadian here. Thank you for listening to this English podcast lesson. If you would like to support me in the work that I do as an online English teacher, please visit patreon.com slash bobthecanadian.